Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Oh, why don't we give that to the Lord again? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm. Oh, he's moving in this place tonight. Man, I brought too much stuff up here. Aren't you glad? It's Wednesday night. Praise God. What a sweet moving of the spirit there is in here tonight. Praise God. If you have your Bible, you can go ahead and turn with me to Psalm 27. Psalm 27, starting with verse 7. Thank you, Pastor. It's under his authority that I stand here tonight. And because I'm under his authority... I pray I fall under God's authority. Thank you, brother and sister Boyd, for trusting me. Amen. Psalm 27, starting with verse 7. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me, and answer me. When thou sayest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Seek ye my face. I'm going to draw my title from this last verse of Scripture. Seek his face. If you'll pray with me, Lord. I need you, Lord, to anoint me tonight, God, and lead me. I can't do this without you, Lord, and I need the leading of the Spirit, God. Move on me, God, as you move on this congregation. Open our hearts tonight, God, to receive a word from the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't we clap our hands one more time? You may be seated in the fear of the Lord. Uh, you can if you want to, you can turn with me to verse or first Samuel chapter one or read on the screen. 1 Samuel chapter 1, starting with verse 10 and 11. I'm going to go ahead and read. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of my, thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thy handmaid a man-child. That's a specific prayer. A man child. Then I will give unto him. Or give him unto the Lord. All the days of his life. And there shall no razor. Come upon his head. Fall down to verse 27 and 28. Of that same chapter. For this child I prayed. And the Lord hath given me my petition. Which I ask of him. Therefore also I have lent him. To the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord, 
And he worshiped the Lord there. Praise God. He shall be lent to the Lord. We should be very careful when we're in prayer what, what we uh, promise God because he may, he just may take you up on it. Hannah was willing to strike a deal with God and he took her up on it. When we pray, we should ask ourselves, if I'm, am I willing to go through with this? It's mighty dangerous to make a promise to God and then ignore it. It's because God keeps his promises and he expects us to do the same. C.H. Spurgeon wrote, It's a wonderful thing to see a mother pleading with God for her son. She begins pleading for him while he lies in the cradle and before that. She cries to God for him while he learns to walk and her prayers follow through his devious youth. And when he goes away from home and all parental restraint is gone, as he roams, her prayers accompany him. Even though he becomes a sinner, she persists in praying for him. She cannot say, Lord, save my son, for there is some good thing toward you. No. She cries, oh, you who are mighty to save, I cannot let you go until you save my poor sinful boy. My youngest sister, Tammy, always told the story in her teen years, waking up several times in her youth over here in Mama in the middle of the night, praying in the spirit for me. Whatever was going on, whatever I may be doing, but God would lay something on her heart, you need to pray for Larry. And she's always remembered that. They say that in real estate, there are the three most important words are location, location, location. But we serve a universal God who is not limited nor confined by location. And Hannah knew this. She knew about Melchizedek telling Moses that he didn't just serve a God, but he served the most high God. And so Hannah understood that she served a universal God. And so when she prayed, she knew that he would answer her prayer, and he could. And the one of the wives of the patriarchs of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob all experienced barrenness. In one of the most saddest passages of Scripture, Rachel pleaded with Jacob, Give me children, or else I die. Rachel's cry echoes across the pages of the Bible appearing in Jeremiah's prophecy and in the book of Matthew. When you are permitted to come very near his throne and he says to you, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Hallelujah, what a mighty God we serve. One writer wrote, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And, he, and we are told that that which, is, that which are in the flesh cannot please God. The seed of acceptable devotion must come from heaven's storehouse. And only the prayer that comes from God can go to God. Yes. Hallelujah. The dove will, will, will only bear a letter only to a home from which it came. So prayer will go back to heaven if it came from heaven. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We must shoot the Lord's arrows back to him. That desire which he writes upon our hearts will move his heart and bring down a blessing. But the desires of the flesh 
have no power with him. In one generation, our nation witnessed an absolute moral collapse in the 60s. The loosening of morals were so profound, to say the least. And in 1973, the United States Supreme Court ruled that women had a right to have an abortion. In that next generation, 50 million abortions would take place. A 300% rise in illegitimate births. A moral collapse of our music, our politics, ethics, integrity, entertainment, media is all gone. The hearts of men and women are failing and falling into depression. On an average, there is 132 suicides per day in the United States. A few decades ago, this nation got on the wrong track. The nation can debate and the analysts can debate how or when or even where this happened, why and what happened to bring us to where we are today. But the apostolic church knows what happened. You see, we, we removed God. Some places it's even illegal to pray. It's right, even right here in America, so we removed God. We became independent of God. We decided we didn't need Him. The third millennium dawned a new day, a day with such hope and promise. However, this day of promise of new beginnings, Brother Wayne, would be destroyed after the 9-11 attack of the World Trade Centers and our attack on our Pentagon. One would begin, we would begin an ever-ending war on terrorism and extremism, the rise of radical ideologies and the erosion of moral and spiritual strongholds would just be destroyed. The very fabric of our nation would be brought to a breaking point. A new day came and yet it's already evening. The sunrise is here and it's already sundown. Like the days of creation begin in the evening, so does this day. Mayhem is increasing like a toxic fog and the truth is a lie and a lie is a truth. Hallelujah, it's your truth, it's my truth. Believers struggle to come to grips with what's going on around us. Our schools, our children, our leaders are all falling apart. Our nation is sinking into a bottomless pit. But we need to remember one thing. That the world was created with the first four words, in the beginning, God. So we will begin with God. We go back to God. That's what I say. We, it starts with God. We have, to, we have to get back to Him. We have to start seeking His face again. All my springs are in you. He's my refuge. He's my strength. He's my need. Prayer is not optional. It's essential. It's necessary. We pray without ceasing. We have to become absolutely dependent upon God again. Every day. Every hour, I'm dependent on him. If there's ever been a time that the apostolic needs to step up and begin to pray, that day is now. These are the last days I'm preaching to the rapture generation tonight. There's people right here that will not see death. You will be taken in the rapture. I believe that. Hallelujah. We got to ask ourselves, are we reaching the lost? Are we going to be a part of this latter-day latter day revival? Are we getting... Are we going to see our churches filled with, with backsliders and sinners again? Hungry souls, thirsty souls. What about our own lives though? Are we satisfied with our walk with God? Do we need to step up our game just a little bit? Huh? If we modeled our individual prayer life for the prayer life for the church, would we make it? 
Would we be okay? Hallelujah. It's our own personal walk with God, the model that will reach our, our neighborhoods. And is it the model that we want to leave our children? Or have we grown discouraged in pursuing after God from pursuing His face? It's time to lift up our voices in prayer, ladies and gentlemen. Mount up on wings and soar into the heavens. Our present condition in this nation resulted from broken down altars. We need to get them lit again. We need to start, let, let God set them on fire again. Praise God. King Sennacherib and the Syrian army attacked Judah. They surrounded and besieged the city of Jerusalem. Their intent was total annihilation of Judah. And to add insult to injury, the enemy king sent Hezekiah a letter with a message that predicted the destruction of Jerusalem. He even described in gory detail what would happen to King Hezekiah and Judah if they didn't surrender. But King Hezekiah, he had a relationship with the, king, the real king, the true king. And he didn't do as the other kings did, some of the others in the past, and they would lock up with other kings for help and surrender or, or send mess, or mercenaries over there. No, no, this king did something different. He tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes. This was a emblem of, a, of mourning, humility toward God. He took the enemy's letter. He took the enemy's letter and he laid it on the altar and he said, Hey, this is what the enemy said. Now what saith the Lord? This is what the enemy is saying. So what saith the Lord? Shut in with God in this secret place. Hezekiah asked God to look at this. God responded through Isaiah. And he, and he sent a message to Hezekiah. And he said, because you have prayed to me. Then God turns his attention to King Sennacherib. He said, hey, I've read your letter. Now read mine. For I will defend this city to save it. And the angel of the Lord marched into that army that night and killed 185 soldiers, graveyard dead. Why? Because the king knew the king and he brought it to the altar. Hallelujah. We got to set our altars on fire again. Hallelujah. Praise God. Bring your report to the altar. Bring your letter. To, from the doctor to the altar. This is what the doctor saith. Now what saith the Lord? The doctor says I'm dying. What saith the Lord? Hallelujah. Don't, don't fall down. Get up and bring it to the altar. My children are, are, are struggling from drug addiction and alcohol addiction, Lord. They're broken. What saith the Lord? What saith the Lord? Hallelujah. We got to bring our, our knees to the Lord. We need mothers to start praying boldly with power and authority in their closets. They need to get, they need to strength with one another. You need to get with other mothers and start praying with one another for your children. Praying two and threes, prayer in groups, the kind of prayer that broke nations back to God, the kind that turns backsliders back to God, the, the kind that turns worlds upside down, prayers that heal the sick, heal the lame, cause the blind to see, hallelujah, and the deaf to hear. That's what we need. We need some apostolic prayer. Hallelujah. Life-changing prayer. We need Hannah prayers. We need apostolic prayers. We need Holy Ghost-filled prayers. We serve a present God, one that's a present help in time of need, Brother Wayne. God wants to meet us in that place of affection and desire. In the Old Testament, God lit the altars, and it was man's job 
to keep them burning. How do we keep our fires burning? We consistently seek God's face. Hallelujah. How badly do we want to see, see the fires of our, our prayers ignited? Hallelujah. Why don't we clap our hands to the Lord? birth of Samuel was an answer to a praying prevailing barren woman named Hannah she was hungry for God's presence she was obsessed with an answer from God Hannah's prayer or song follows the tradition of Miriam and Deborah's song Hannah's song echoes in the gospel of Luke and Mary's song my soul doth magnify the Lord he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden, for he is mighty and holy is his name. His mercy is on them that fear him. He hath showed strength with his arm and hath scattered the proud. He hath filled the hungry and the rich. He hath sent away empty. Hallelujah. David's obsession was God's face. The psalmist refused anything less. The Lord was his, his object. He's the fairest of 10,000. He's the bright and morning star. He's the lily of the valley. He's the altogether lovely one. He's the alpha and omega God. He's the beginning and the ending God. He's the first and the last God. That's the God we serve. When you said, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. If we're not sensing his presence, then we're not seeking his face. Seek means to long for. Are you longing for him? How are you longing to be in his presence? David had a heart for God. He required one thing, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, all the days of my life. Paul longed to know Jesus, not casually, but profoundly. Hallelujah, I want to know him. I want my steps to be his steps. I want my words to be his words. I want my ways to be his ways. I want to be Christ-like. I want to be like him. Hallelujah. I want his light burning in me. Oh, hallelujah. Your prayer is heard, Daniel, from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. God heard Daniel from the moment that he bowed to seek his face. That very moment, God sent an angel. The response was delayed, but Daniel, he didn't give up. He kept praying. He kept prevailing. He kept pushing through. Hallelujah. In 21 days, there's the angel. Hallelujah. Prevailing prayers don't stop till God answers. Hallelujah. When we pray or when we prevail, we pray in the morning. We pray all day. We pray all night. We pray at any time. And we pray always. Daniel didn't pray mindless chit-chat. He prayed in faith. He prayed with authority. He prayed with dominion. He prayed fervently, boldly. Hallelujah. He prayed with might. He prayed with power. We got to start praying with apostolic power. Hallelujah. We got to pray in faith. We got to pray in the spirit. Pray boldly. Jacob wrestled with the angel of God all night and refused to let him go until he blessed him. I'm not letting you go till you bless me. I need to hear from you tonight, Lord. I'm not leaving here like I came. I'm not like I came. I'm not leaving here the same, Lord. I need you to transform me. I need you to change me, Lord. Call to me and I will answer you. That's what he told Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. 
Seek the Lord while he may be found. Ask and it will be given you. Take his yoke upon you. Hallelujah. Hannah prayed and God gave her a son. Paul and Silas prayed and the chains fell. The jailer in his whole house was filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Apostolic prayers means you'll pray any and all hours of the night. Apostolic prayer, prayer will reach the highest heavens and the lowest hell. Hallelujah. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, his delight's in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he doth meditate day and night. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Wherever you go to plant a church, I'll give you authority. Wherever you go to witness, I'll give you dominion. I'll give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Praise God. Hallelujah. We need apostolic authority. We need power. We need dominion. Praise authority we need authority notwithstanding though notwithstanding rejoice not in this that the sub the spiritual subject unto you oh no not rejoice in that brother Wayne but that your names are written in the Lamb's book of life now rejoice in that we want to shout about that hallelujah but the, oh he shall be like a tree his leaf also shall not wither Praise God. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Hallelujah. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and He is my strength. He's my fortress. Hallelujah. Surely He will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He's going to keep me from all that, Brother Osborne. Hallelujah. The kingdom that was promised to David was long in coming. But he kept praying. Jehoshaphat was surrounded by his enemies and he invited everyone to prayer. Before he was finished praying though, God spoke to a man and said, hey, don't be discouraged. Don't be despondent. The battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. That's why we, hey, Hezekiah, don't worry about them. You just bring me that letter. Let me read it. Let me hear what he said. Let me, uh, let, and then I'll go tell him what, when I need, what I say. Hallelujah. What saith the Lord? When faced with sickness, pray. When faced with death, pray. Hallelujah. We got to pray always. Always. When the storm's coming, pray. Hey, when you're in the valley, Pray, hallelujah. Be like Daniel and keep your windows open and keep praying, keep prevailing. Praise God, we pray always. Jesus took Peter, James, and John to the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, sit here. I need you to pray. You just, just sit here. You can't go with me on this journey. You can't go past the gate, but I need you to stay here and there's a storm coming. I got to go in and see the doctor. I'm glad you came with me. I'm glad you came with me. But I got to go in. It's a bad report, Sister Boyd. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Terry, you here. Terry, you here. Watch with me now. Watch with me. Pray with me. I know you can't help me, but you can pray. You can pray. You ain't a doctor. I know you're not a doctor, but you can pray. 
Hallelujah. You're not a judge. You're not a lawyer, but you can pray. I need you to pray, James. I need you to pray, Peter. You don't know what I'm fixing to have to go through. You don't know what hill I'm getting ready to climb. You don't understand that I'm getting ready to be whipped with a cat of nine tails. You don't understand I'm getting ready to drive nails in my hands and my feet and a thorn of the crown of thorns on my head. You can't understand the pain I'm going to have to go through. So I need you to pray, pray, pray. Oh, Father, if it be possible that this cup pass from me, nevertheless, not as I will, but as I will. Hallelujah. Can we clap our hands again. Amen. Stay with me. Hallelujah. I grew up in this church. You all know that. I think everybody here knows that. I was an apostolic preacher's kid. Yeah. Right here in these pews I grew up. I was 14 when we left. 14, all I knew was God. That's all I knew. My mom, God's always dealt with her and gave her dreams and visions. That's just how he dealt with her. That's all he always spoke with her, one of the ways. Anyway, and we lived right across the street there. My dad built that house right across the, or across the field. And their, their bedroom was on this end. My sister Danielle and Tammy was in the middle. And then my room was on the other end. And Mom's dream or vision, she's standing in her room. And looking out the window, she can see it was dark. It was dark. Storm, tornado. It's coming. It's coming. It hits her room. And it's just tearing up everything it hits. It's destroying everything. It goes down through the house. Goes into my sister's room and just destroys everything it hits. And then it gets to my room. And it just, just destroys everything there and lingers there. Brother, Brother Wayne just lingers there and then comes back across my room and then out into the living room and out to the back window. I was about 12 or 13 when she had this dream. There was no way for her to know what that meant. The effect that dream, what that, the, really the impact of that dream. There was no way for her to know that at that time. It would take some time for that storm in life to hit my room. You know, my teenage years, Brother Jerry, was, you know, footloose and fancy free. I was a teenage boy. You know, I grew up with rules and stuff. And now, was, you know, I had me a little long hair, Brother Wayne. I was having fun. And then in life, that storm, before I was even old enough to vote, I was a strung out drug addict. I don't have time to go into my story tonight. I'm down with some time, so I'm going to be quick. So we hear 14. There's a space there. There's a space there, 30 years. God filled me with the Holy Ghost in 2018. I come right in here and was filled with the Holy Ghost right there. Right there in 2018. 2016, now when I was mar married Amanda in 2011, Mom got some help praying. And then they started praying prayers, sister boys. See, before maybe they was just saying a prayer. But then they started praying a prayer. Whatever it takes, we're going to bring it to the altar. 
we're going to put it on the altar. Because see, Hannah, she said, I, 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 I. that's right, that's a Hannah prayer. She said, I, I want you to give me a man child, but, but I'm going to give him to you. I'm going to give him to you. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be able to make his breakfast or anything like that. I'm not going to be able to eat dinner with him. I'm going to give him to you all the days of his life. I just want a child, a man child, to give back to God. Oh, hallelujah. See, she, she knew what she was praying. And so when you dedicate your children, you just keep praying for them. You give them to God, and he's going to take care of it. It's not, it's not fast and coming. You don't know. When you pray, you just see things falling apart. And for 30 years almost, moms seen me just absolutely wreck my life. I mean, total disaster. I can't even tell you that when I do tell my story, I don't have to edit a lot out because there's just so much I can't tell. I, there's so much that my wife don't know. There's so much that my mom don't know. I've got to keep it to myself because I can't even tell it. But such a, a, a hurricane just hit my whole life for so many years. Not a couple of years, a couple of decades. But mom kept praying. Then my wife kept praying. And then 2016, it didn't look too good, Brother Osborne. It didn't look too good. It looked like, wait a minute. Oh, that's not what we're praying. Oh, he's, he's going to jail. He's going to prison. No, wait, wait, wait. No, no. But see, God, when he steps on the scene, that's Hannah prayer. Hannah prayers. You got to be bold when you pray for your children. You got to be bold and put them in God's hands at the altar. I hope we don't understand sometimes, but we got to be kingdom minded. You got to be kingdom minded. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes short of death, save my boy, save my girl. Don't let them die lost, Lord. Don't let them die lost. It looked bad. It looked bad. The cops took me away. My wife's crying. My mom's broken. Oh, hallelujah. When they looked at the police report and the lawyer took, looked at me, he said, Mr. Newman, I got some bad news. He said, you max out at 30 years. They won't give you 30 years, but they could give you a mandatory 15 if the DA wakes up on the wrong side of the bed in the morning, you get 15 years and no lawyer can change that because of our legislation. That mm. just didn't look right. How are you going to get glory out of that, Lord? How are we going to get any glory there? But they kept praying. My wife called. I went to the reception center and they sent me out. Now, I only got 18 months. So I should have went to a work camp. With just 300 people, I should, you know, I swear I should have went. Well, no, they said, well, there's some mistake. He said, he's went to the panhandle. He shouldn't, he don't belong there. I couldn't figure it out then, but it didn't take me long. I said, ah, God needs me to get, he needs to get my attention. He said, no, I'm not sending you to a work camp. I'm sending you to the worst prison they have. And you're going to study my word. You're going to fall in love with my word. And you're going to keep your eyes on my word because I've got a calling on you. That day when I was, I don't know, maybe 12, right there behind Brother Fears, God filled me with the Holy Ghost the first time. An evangelist laid his hands on me and, and prophesied. I don't even remember what he said, but 
In other words, I had a call on my life. I remember that. And, and you know, I never told anybody because I didn't want to be a preacher. I, that wasn't my deal. I just wanted to fly under the radar. I didn't want to be like my dad. I didn't want to hold a mic. I didn't want none of that. Oh, so many times over the years, Brother, brother Boyd, I look back at that and I said, oh, Oh, God, help me, Lord Jesus. Help me, Lord Jesus. And then I come, I said, when I get out, when I get out, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Whatever you say I'll do to do, I'll do it. Hallelujah, my God, my God, my God. Thank you, Jesus. In Acts 1, there had another prayer meeting. In the upper room, musicians can come. They all prayed in one mind. In Acts 2, they were all in one accord, in one place. See, they're getting it together. They're figuring this thing out. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house all where they were sitting. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. You see, they've been they was getting it, Brother Jerry. They was getting it in Acts 3. Acts 3. Peter and John on their way back to a prayer meeting go up the steps. They lay hands on the blind man and say, well, on the lame man said, well, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto thee. <laughs> In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We need to start praying Hannah prayers, apostolic prayers, bold prayers. Why don't you stand? If you're here tonight and you need the Holy Ghost, you hear you on the right night, God wants to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. I believe he wants to do something tonight. I believe he wants to heal somebody's physical body and spiritual body. I invite you to come down here to this altar. If you need to repent, you can repent, Lord. Forgive me, I'm broken, I'm undone. I can't go any further. I give my life to you, Lord. I turn myself over to you, God. Help me, Jesus. I'm a, I'm a sinner. Wash me, purge me with hyssop. Saints, we need to repent too. Oh, we need to repent too. Purge me, make me whiter than snow and then fill me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you pray that, God, I'll fill you tonight. He'll fill you tonight. Come on, let's worship the Lord. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.